Welcome to On the Road to Chautauqua, the Interlake Trail. Theater Project's Manitoba's podcast, where you'll get to know the team of artists and friends that are making this celebration of community and art from this land a reality. Theater Project's Chautauqua, the Interlake Trail, explores the highways and hidden pathways that connect urban and rural citizens. It's our tour of Manitoba's Interlake, where we connect and work with rural citizens to celebrate our collective creative spirit. My name is Tanner Manson, and I'm your host. Come on the road with me. On the road with me this week is Marsha Knight, uh, a theater performer, a theater artist, and teacher. Uh, we talk about teaching during during COVID and about what she has cooking for her Chautauqua the Interlake Trail. So enjoy. Hi, Marsha. Hi, Tanner. How are you? I'm doing good. How about you? I am good. Why don't you tell me uh, or tell us how you're involved in Chautauqua the Interlake Trail? I'm involved with Chautauqua, the Interlake Trail, as an artist. Mm -hmm. And I am bringing an idea of doing a radio drama, radio comedy, to uh, the different communities and um, exploring aspects of folly and how sound is created mm -hmm. for radio drama. Yeah. That's, so uh, you're, gonna, you're planning to work with uh, bringing community members to make this uh, to make this radio drama comedy uh, happen. How do you how are you going about like like what's what's the plan? What's the dream of how this is it's going to be? What's the dream in a perfect world? In a perfect in, in the, per <laughs> in the with the parameters of the world we are living in currently. What's what's the the realistic dream? Perhaps what can people expect? Well, I. Um... I'm really looking forward to traveling to different communities with, with others, with theater projects, of course, and, and working with community members in having a script available and, and uh, uh, to, um, to read over uh, a stage reading of sorts. Mm -hmm. But within the script are sound elements, for instance, there may be a train, or there may be doors opening and closing, or there may be birds f flying, or there may be footsteps, mm -hmm. or there may be who knows what, all these different sound effects. But rather than doing them in a real environment, mm -hmm. uh, perhaps doing them maybe in a classroom setting or a large gymnasium area, and these sound effects will be recreated by blocks of wood or by um, gloves flapping back and forth. Mm -hmm. And I think later on, um, we may be able to explore some of those right here yeah. um, and, and try some of those sounds out. Yeah, do some playing around. I'm looking very, I'm very much looking forward to like playing around and just like seeing what we can, what we can do. And I think it's such a great, great idea of having to like maintain the question of how do we engage with community right now when we have to kind of be apart and be safe and like what a great accessible way of community do we evolve involved artistically in in a project and so allow them to in like a pretty low stakes way of like oh we can just play around or like let's try to read this the script over and over again and like well we'll just like have fun because you're planning to have the community record the the dialogue of the show correct 
Yes, ideally it would be very nice to be able to take this script with the sound effects that are being recorded and record all of that mm -hmm. and then have it played over whether there's a community radio or um, a podcast mm -hmm. or, or, or something like that, but record it so that the community can keep a record of it mm -hmm. and play it back whenever they want to whoever they want. Mm -hmm. um, as I said, there's, uh, I'm looking at scripts from you know the 20s the 30s and seeing what's available and uh reading through them and seeing what kind of uh sound effects are are possible and um and it's as i said it's it's uh setting up microphones and having music stands and having people read these scripts mm -hmm. but then all of a sudden coming along and and um Maybe there's a thing where somebody's knocking at the door, you mm -hmm. know, and then it, it becomes knocking on a piece of plywood yeah. type of thing. Do you, do you find as you're reading through, reading through scripts that, uh, reading through them to see, like, focusing on kind of the sound effects of the show, like what could be, what atmospheres could be created with different sounds, is like a different reading experience for you to, instead of just reading solely for like maybe dialogue and like narrative, reading how, how a world could be created just through auditory as well as is it or do you is that how you usually read scripts i don't know yeah reading scripts is um is uh i guess you'd say an art on its own um because it very often depends on who's reading the script for what purpose mm -hmm. and um it goes from when a person is reading the script and seeing the overall picture and then after that, depending on what the person's role is, they kind of hone in on those aspects, yeah. whether it's a designer they, or a director or a choreographer or an actor or a stage manager, mm -hmm. regardless of their role, different people read the scripts, like I said, for an overall at mm -hmm. one point, but then they kind of hone in on their specialty. Mm -hmm. So for me, reading scripts right now uh, for a radio drama Yes, I'm reading them for the overall feel and the overall story. And yes, because I want to focus on experimenting with folly sounds, mm -hmm. then reading it and seeing which sounds can kind of flare up in a script and, right. and how we can make an atmosphere mm -hmm. with the script. Yeah, I, I need to be better at reading scripts, but I feel like I'm very, I'm so like, scripts are meant to be heard and we need to, but like you have to read a script eventually. So like trying to read plays just for the sake of reading plays, I find. I applaud you for doing all the, going through, reading through and finding finding the one or the couple, uh, however it may pan, uh, pan out. And it also depends too on what people's interests are. Right, yeah. Like I'm not gonna take one script and say, here, this is what we're gonna do. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, that's not community at yeah. all. So I want, people to be able to enjoy what mm -hmm. they're reading and what they're presenting and what they're playing with. Yeah. So I, I definitely want the community involved yeah. in their input and their suggestions and their ideas mm -hmm. for sure. Well, Marsha, I think it's going to be impossible for community not to enjoy working with you because you're just such a good presence in Aura and like sitting on, on your uh, teaching your your work, acting workshop on Zoom was like being a fly on the wall there was just like, oh, I wish I had Marsha as a, as a teacher. I'll go back to school so I can like uh, have Marsha teach me because I'm just like, I'm learned, ah, it's just you know, it's such a nice, you create such a nice environment and like atmosphere. And it's like very safe and like so welcoming. So I like, 
I applaud you for having such a, a great energy around you. Do you mm -hmm. want to maybe talk about uh, teaching? Because you're, you're teaching right now, uh, acting in a few different capacities, right? In different workshops. Do you want to talk about teaching in this well, I, time? I like, just like theater and the arts, yeah. I went to the University of Hard Knocks, um, an experience. Mm -hmm. um, I don't have a degree in any kind of theater or anything like that, or education or, or any, any, any of those. Um, quite a few years ago, I worked for a social services agency and worked for about seven years as a classroom facilitator in an off-campus classroom setting for teenage um, females and female-identifying youth who were definitely at risk. Um, and I spent about seven years working in this off-campus classroom, so I learned pretty quick what facilitation and hands-on teaching is like with teenage girls. Mm -hmm. It was, you, you learn or you leave. <laughs> and I did not want to leave. Mm -hmm. um, and then uh, I've done a number of facilitations and workshops and you know, different organizations here and there and whatnot. And this past year, I'm very fortunate to be teaching a first year performance um, theater at the University of Winnipeg and just wrapping up my first year of doing that. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, it's, I guess it's something that I enjoy being able to share, to share with others. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and so you kind of use the the workshops as a as a way to meet some community members, right? Mm -hmm. And you're hoping that they they'll you you see them as maybe your actors, performers, fully artists uh, as we journey onto Chautauqua. Is that right? I think that people in general are very creative. Mm -hmm. It's a matter of um, tapping into the energy and helping people to, yeah, not for me to tap into it, but for mm. me to support people to tap mm. into their own energy. And as you're saying that, it reminds me of some of a workshop that I was in when I was starting out. And it was a voice workshop with, I believe it's Richard Armstrong. Mm. And he was extremely experienced and knowledgeable in voice and breathing work. And one of the exercises that day, it was a multi-day workshop, and one day, one of the exercises was vocalizing through the scales on a piano. And we were all standing in a circle. There was probably about 10, 10 of us in this workshop. And he went through in front of each one of us and was doing with the scales on the piano, you know, I'm not going to do it now because there's I am or not far up. from or not far up. from yeah. up. <laughs> but going through the scales and I reached a point and I stopped and I went back down and he looked at me he says try again and so I and same thing and it reached a point and I went back down he says like this he just looks looks at me with his hands up and like with his why and I said it feels like I'm going to scream yeah. and he looked at me with such 
freedom. He says, then scream. Mm -hmm. And it was like the key to, for me. And I went through and it was like, I hit these notes that I never thought I ever could. Mm. From, and that's freedom. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm saying to share with others is to support them, support people in their creative energies and their mm -hmm. creative spirits, because I do believe that everybody has that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, that's so, so important right now when maybe creative spirits are feeling a bit floundered or maybe drowning a little bit and just reminding, reminding each other like, oh, you, like, you can have off days, but like, you have you have this creative energy and like whenever you're ready you'll be able you can you can support yourself and people will be there to support you to to like sing that high note or like draw that picture or paint this paint this mural and that's that's exciting mm -hmm. so marcia i have one more question for you uh as on we're going to be taking a few road trips during chautauqua the interlake trail uh do you have any good good road tripping stories <laughs> <laughs> If you if you road trip, or yeah, that's that's the question. <laughs> it's pretty oh clever if you goodness. ask me. <laughs> you you do remember that I've been in this industry for quite a while. Like. I'm so I'm I'm guessing there's a TYA story somewhere <laughs> of touring. No, even more than <laughs> no. <laughs> a road tripping story that is good to share and. Mm -hmm. Family friendly, of course. Family friendly <laughs> to share. Oh my goodness. Some big Rolodex in there. <laughs> it's going through yeah. quite a few. Oh my goodness. A road tripping story. You really put me on the spot on this one because it's like... It's the hard-hitting question. It's like there's just which one to grab or... Yeah. I feel like they're all going to be right answers. I think... Okay, nothing specific other than the road tripping stories are like traveling from place to place. And, you know, one thing about being in-house, you have the same stage mm -hmm. and you have different audience members. But when you're on tour, you have different everything. So everything is a new experience. And you talk about theater being a live event and never the same thing twice. Mm -hmm. It truly is that when you're on a road trip. Mm -hmm. It never is. Nothing, nothing is ever the same twice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I have, you know, memories of being in tiny little airports where it's like, you know, the plane may land or it may not land. Mm -hmm. Or I have, you know, memories of being in airports where, like, if you lose sight of that person in front of you, you are up the creek because mm -hmm. you have no idea where you're going to go. You just, right. you <laughs> need to keep track of that person in front mm -hmm. of you type of thing. And flying over parts of Canada and thinking, wow, that looks like a really nice community, mm -hmm. you know, and however many years from now, maybe it's a retirement place. Mm -hmm. um, seeing the fields and the forests 
and north, you know, north is always relative. You know, being close to church, the Churchill region. Mm -hmm. um, those are you know in the days that we could travel mm -hmm. and and you know I'm very grateful that I had those opportunities to travel like that. And, and you feel like such a rock star things. when you're like on the road, just like lugging in like metal pipes and like like let's go and then. I remember being on the road and having luggage on the roof, almost flying off the highway, and having to slow right down and pull into a local gas station and buy straps so that we could tie down the luggage to keep going down the highway. Yeah. Oh, and I'm sure that luggage was full of full of costume pieces or. No, that no. was in the truck of behind us or ahead of us. Ah, okay. Or, you know, so it was, it the was, good, it was the personal stuff. It was our yeah. personal stuff. Yeah. It was our personal <laughs> stuff. We, you know, we had to tie it all down. Yeah, I paid a good per diem for the stuff in that luggage. Not going to lose it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I remember seeing uh, in one airport this cutest little girl dressed in winter, for winter, you know, and waiting for the plane, whether or not the plane was going to land. And she's sitting there, and her head was just, like, all over. But she was bundled up to the nines. Full snow suitors. Yeah, <laughs> completely like that. Yeah. So I remember being in one show in, in a community, and the, the kids gathered around the actors on stage. Like they don't know that it's a play or that yeah. it's not real for them. It's they just want to play. Real. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. So there's all sorts of memories yeah. of road trips for sure. Oh. Well, thank you for sharing, Marsha, and talking about your your teaching and your art and your sharing your stories. It's so nice to like talk, and I'm, we're I'm looking forward to being on the road and being six feet apart and talking to you and getting to know you more, Marsha. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Theatre Projects Manitoba can't wait to share with you all the lovely work from our team as part of Chautauqua, the Interlake Trail. Check out our website, theatreprojectsmanitoba.ca, the full list of projects you can safely tune into. Be sure to follow us on social media, at TPM Winnipeg on most platforms, one of the most up-to-date ways to stay connected with us. We'd also like to thank our host communities, Ericsdale, Arburg, Riverton, and Selkirk for collaborating with us to make Chautauqua the Interlake Trail a lovely and safe reality. See you soon, and thank you for listening.